even being comfortable speaking about things wasn't always there. But do you know where it came from? When someone reminded me that when I'm in business, I'm not in business to take money from people. I'm in business to serve them. Mm-hmm. And when I'm creating space for an exchange of energy with them, I'm actually liberating them from pain. Mm-hmm. And in the face of that exchange, when I'm having a quote unquote sales conversation, there's nothing salesy about it. It's, do I believe that I can serve you? Yes. Will I be in integrity and serve you to the highest level? Yes. Am I taking less in financial value that I'm going to deliver you in life value? Yes. Am I going to liberate you from pain? Yes. Then go. If you are in integrity with what you are sharing, quit being a little punk, quit disrespecting the divine who gave you these gifts to share with people, Mm -hmm. go out there and share it and accept the abundance that God is giving you through that exchange. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to a brand new episode of the None of Your Business podcast. Sean and Lacey, super happy to be with you as we are each and every week. And this week, we are talking about one of our favorite topics. I don't even know if our guest knows. Like, this is one of our literal like absolute favorite, favorite topic. topics yeah. to talk about. I mean, look, we talk about all things business, helping service providers to reach more people, make a bigger impact and create the lifestyle of their dreams, the lifestyle that they deserve. And that part is always the hang up, right? So you have marketing and sales. And of course, everybody wants to serve. But then there's this like, hey, what about the lifestyle, that little part of the tagline? What about the lifestyle that I deserve? What lifestyle do I really deserve? And is it okay? Like, am I, you know, I'm out there serving people. Is it okay to acquire wealth? Is it okay to be abundant? Um, Should I be ashamed? And then we love talking about if you do feel that way, where do these ideas come from? Like, how did you get this notion that it wasn't okay? You know, for me personally, um, I'm really big on what you stand for. And I always say that I, Sean Dill, stand for a world where health and success are known as fundamental truths rather than fundamental pursuits. I mean, being chiropractors, we strongly believe that, you know, health is the default. But likewise, in the world of abundance and wealth creation, we actually believe that humans are created to be abundant, are created to be successful. But sometimes little things get in the way. There's little interferences that stop us from living our full potential. Mm -hmm. And if every listener and every viewer of the podcast knew their full potential, wow. Imagine the world. What a different world we would live Mm. in, right? Today, we are beyond blessed to have with us a true expert, like an absolute renowned expert in the topic. Um, You might not know of him yet, (laughs) um, but you may know of him because I got to tell you, you know, our guest has been featured in so many places. He is inspiring so many people and he literally himself is doing his part to change the world for the better. So I'm super excited to have with us Dan. Oh, don't make, don't make me mess it up. And Dana. (laughs) 
You, you did it. You did it. You did it. I knew I was going to get it right. I've got, to tell you, I've got to tell you guys a really funny story about that. Yeah. I practiced with this one host. We practiced for about five minutes. She got my name right, and then I said her name wrong. Oh. <laughs> how, how does that even happen? Okay. I love it. First of all, Dan, everybody's going to notice your accent. Um, yes, tell sir. us, tell us about that. Where, where, where do you get that accent? Where is that coming from? I'm born and raised in East London in the UK. Wow. We love people. We do so much business with people from the UK, but mm -hmm. so few of them live in the UK. That's true. Here's <laughs> <laughs> another one. <laughs> See in a trend. See in a trend. <laughs> so tell us about your story, Dan. How do you become such an expert in this idea of abundance? Uh, pain. Pain's a great, a great, <laughs> great. Yes, it is. But you know, nobody comes to expert status overnight. You know, nobody comes there without having come a cropper with the other side of it. Uh, reality is built on the tension of contrast. And it, going through that contrast, it gives us the ability to look beyond the contrast and then support people on their journey through the contrast. That's where I believe my quote unquote expert experience comes from. I made and lost two multi-million pound fortunes by the age of 23 years old. Um, which was interesting. Um, but it was coming back for me, coming back from after the second loss, because the first time I lost everything, it didn't really phase me. I was 20 years old. I hadn't really been tested by life. And so when I had that loss, I just dusted my shoulder off and went again. But the second time really took me out for the count, guys. I really believed that that was it for me. And I, I, I came to see how much of my identity was tied up in, you know, the ideas of wealth, meaning identity, um, how people saw me, meaning being the, the foundation for who I was. And when I lost all that, I actually came to a point where I'd actually committed to committing suicide. And the only reason why I didn't actually make an attempt was I believed that I would fail. I had so such little confidence in myself, such lack of belief that I thought, if I try this now, I'm going to fail. And I actually went off on a journey to understand what was wrong with the manifesting that I've been doing up until that point so that when I make my attempt at suicide, it was going to be a success. The crazy thing off the back of that is that I spent so much time pummeling my mind with positive content, trying to work out what was wrong. I accidentally reprogrammed myself into positive thinking and ended up falling into choosing life and ended up falling into choosing an abundant life because our inner environment ends up being reflected on our outer environment and our inputs are going to have a big say in what our inner environment is. So going through that journey, coming out on the other side and realizing, hang on a minute, I'm choosing life here. And in that choosing of life, took a step back, looked at the journey I'd gone on, managed to map that out so that something could be followed and repeated and came to understand the fundamental truth that we're here to talk about today, that abundance is our natural state and anything contrary to, contrary to that is an absolute lie. That is so deep. I want to unpack that just for a second here. So you at one point in your life decided to choose death, like you made a yes. choice, but you you believed strongly that you couldn't pull it off because you wouldn't be able to, not that you couldn't do it like you were afraid, but that you you would mess it up. Yeah. So you went on a journey to, to try and make sure that you wouldn't mess it up. And mm -hmm. in that journey, you discovered that you wanted to choose life. What, what an amazing 
what an amazing path. How many people, and I, I and I honestly hope is it's not something to take light of, but I honestly hope that nobody is is at that stage. Um, but I honestly hope if there are people that you serve as a massive inspiration to them. But how many people maybe are not thinking that they want to take their life, but that they they don't do things in life. They don't do things in business because they don't believe that they can. Right. And and what an interesting journey though, because he wanted to Dan wanted to go on a journey to make sure that he would be able to do the negative thing that he wanted to do and found this positivity out of it. I think that is unbelievably impressive. Yeah. And I also think what you said that really struck me is that you essentially reprogrammed yourself. <laughs> and that word is so powerful. Just the idea that we have the ability and the capability to go and reprogram the way that we currently exist or the way that we once were to become who we were truly designed to be. And so mm -hmm. I don't know if you can offer a little bit more around this idea of program reprogramming, because mm -hmm. I truly believe that people think that they will be a certain way forever. Right. Mm -hmm. And they have to live in that state. And they, the, the story that they tell themselves, um, they believe that there's nothing else different. That mm. that's it. So if you could tell us a little bit more about this concept of reprogramming and, and how that can impact and affect your life, I think that would be great. I think, guys, what's in, I, I really want to drive home that this wasn't an emotional decision. I sat down and quite coolly did the numbers on it and like I've got nothing to contribute now. Everything that I had was tied up in what I built. That's gone now. I've, I've got nothing left. So I was an empty vessel that really believed that I was doing the world a service by just sort of bowing out. And I didn't want it to be this big thing. I just wanted to quietly sort of fade, fade into, the, into the shadows. I was committed to this. There was no wavering here. So when people come to me with stories of, you know, I've got this story, I've got that story, this happened to me, I'm tall, I'm short, I'm black, I'm white, I'm this, I'm that, and I've got this challenge. I'm like, I don't care. I really don't care what that story is. That story is only there because your current programming supports it. And the only reason why your current programming supports it is because it hasn't been challenged and rewritten. And we can start to tell ourselves stories about the difficulties that we're going to face in reprogramming it, but it's just a consistent delivery of a new program in a language that your mind understands. Mm. And when we deliver that new program in the way that the mind understands and do so consistently, like I said, I was obsessed with understanding what had gone wrong with how I was manifesting before. I've been in this stuff since I was about 16 years. I read, I read Think and Grow Rich when I was 17 years old. Mm -hmm. Okay. So I, I've been in at this stuff a very, very long time. At the time, by then, I, I was, what, seven or eight years deep into the game. I'd applied all of the Think and Grow Rich stuff and psycho-cybernetics and visualization and master key system and all the things and think and grow rich. I did that and it, it came and then it went. So there were missing pieces. And I wanted to understand what those missing pieces were. I was very focused. I didn't find out until about four years later that I, I have Asperger's. So my little autistic brain was firing and wiring, needing to make sense of this. And I was committed to that path. But the content that I was consuming I mean, spending hours a day listening to tapes, reading books, reading papers, because I, I had to get it. But because there was a consistent pummeling of content of a, of a, a very a regular nature, that meant that there was no contrasting narratives going on. I wasn't having nonsensical conversations with people. I wasn't watching Netflix. I was just consuming this content. And so the change happened because that was what was going in. That was the inputs. 
what we start going to unconsciously is a matter of what's sitting in our inner environment. Our inner environment doesn't come from nowhere. None of us woke up this morning the person that we are today. It was consistently having stories, narratives, and imprints over the course of our life that have led us to where we are now. It just so happens that we normally go into autopilot about the kind of content that we are consuming and the lens through which we see the content that we are consuming. When you challenge that, you will be supported in a new program because your mind is not your enemy, it's your friend. It's just following the instructions that it's been given. Mm. It's such a that is such a powerful concept, and you know we talk a lot about this when we teach um, our our money mastermind seminars, and we talk about uh, abundance and lack mentality. And one of the things I've always said is, you know, a lot of people learn how to have a morning routine and have morning affirmations, and that's how they start their day. But you know what happens by midday? All that negative mindset that you had that you were trying to combat, it just creeps right on back in, right? And so this morning affirmation, it's not big enough. It's not consistent enough. It's not no. enough to combat the negative story that you, like you said, mm -hmm. have pre-programmed or have programmed in your mind. And so mm -hmm. I love the idea of consistency. You know, we say mm -hmm. you've got to have a midday routine mm -hmm. and a nighttime routine because mm -hmm. you've got to combat that story that you've been telling yourself that typically wins over those morning affirmations every single day and you got to do mm -hmm. it enough. So I, I love that. Thank you for sharing that. I'm loving this. Like Dan is like my, my soul mate. In abundance. <laughs> Don't get me in the middle of this guys. Don't get me in the middle of it. Dang it <laughs> like, Dan. My, 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 my wife, Russian, she'll be kicking in soon as well. Oh, Please, you and my husband. <laughs> <laughs> he even said nonsensical conversations. I love that. I, I always tell people it's a nonsensical conversation. Yeah. What are some of the what are some of the steps then? The tools. Like so this sounds great. And here's here's I mean, I love to I always think because we interact with so many people, and this is a common theme because right now everybody is thinking, yes, Dan, I I believe that. <laughs> what do I do? What did you do? Like <laughs> Because I can't just listen to a podcast and all of a sudden make that shift. So what are some of the, the foundational steps that someone would, be, would, would take in order to begin that shift in consciousness? I think what I'd love to do is quickly share my Beyond Intention model with you, which I can do in like a couple of minutes to give you the headlights. And then I want to give, give, give the listeners and the watchers, I want to give them something that they can actually use to practically implement that. Because much okay. like you said, all very well and good having the sexy strategy and the sexy ideas. If it's not implemented, what was the point? It just becomes another thing. And we all know people that have got those things that, oh, yeah, I went to another workshop and another workshop. Okay, call me. Um, <laughs> so I would love to do that. So the four steps of Beyond Intention, and my, my, my book, Stepping Beyond Intention, goes into this, this in more detail. We actually just released a new edition with a new cover and all the, the fancy stuff. So you can go and check that out. Um, but the four steps are accept, clear, gratitude, and listen, and I'll quickly walk into what those are. Accept is the foundation for all of that. It's the mindset with which I approach this whole process. And that's accepting that I'm the author and creator of my life. Everything that's happened up until now, I own. Everything that will come from here on out, I own. Unless you're coming at it from that position, you're going to get lost. And, and the, where that came from for me was one thought that I didn't even realize what it meant until about five or six years later. It was that when I was facing down the barrel of this choice of suicide, I had this thought, and that was the only person that's going to make sure this gets done right is me. I can't rely on anybody else. 
and and that seed planted became an inception point. And I don't know if anyone's seen the movie Inception, but that became the inceptive thought that actually grew and sprouted into something bigger. Because what it became was something I teach called common denominator theory. And what that says is this, no matter how many people are in your life most of the time, there's only one thing that's in every single situation in your life, and that's you. So the logical place to start, regardless if you want to accept responsibility, regardless of how far down the rabbit hole you want to go with this thing, one thing that is irrefutable as a mathematical fact is there's only one common thread in every experience, and that's you. So if you want to start with any change, then start with yourself, and then you know it's going to be a change that affects every area of your life. Not all to the same degree, but everything has to change if the common thread changes. So once I accept at least common denominator theory, that that's the logical place to start, then I move on to step two, clear, which reminds me that the only time that's actually real is now. I can think about the past, I can think about the future, but I can't do anything about the past or the future. The only place I can effectively create new choices to, to affect new outcomes is now. So clearing is letting go of the past and letting go of the future, whether that's healing, whether that's um, forgiveness, whether that's whatever that you need to do. And when we, we walk people through how to do that, we come back to now. Then we can start to actually connect to what we want. So gratitude, step three, isn't about being grateful for things. It's about recognizing that expectancy front runs all experiences. And when I'm expressing gratitude for something that hasn't physically manifested yet, I'm actually stepping into the deepest and most powerful form of expectation that I can express in my body. So when I do that for something, I'm actually building the neural pathways, the chemicals and hormones in my body, the expectancy, the unconscious um, patterning for what I want to create. And the last step four reminds us in listening that we're human. We're never going to be switched on all the time. We'll do the affirmation in the morning. At some point, we're going to come off. Even if we have an afternoon practice and an evening practice, at some point, we're going to come off kilter. So by thinking and feeling with awareness on a more regular basis, with self-love and compassion, I can be open and aware to when I do come off track and just pull myself back on track. And that's beyond intention. I think that gratitude yeah. is one of the single most powerful, powerful forces, right, in, in manifesting, um, whether that's gratitude pre-manifestation mm -hmm. or pre-event or gratitude post right? Like an eternal state of gratitude. I also think that gratitude allows us to tap into abundance because it is a positive, it's a positive emotion. It's a positive mm -hmm. energy. And we talk an awful lot about it's easier to find what you are looking for. Mm -hmm. So if mm -hmm. I'm, if I'm not grateful, if I'm, if I'm negative, if I'm saying I don't have, if I live in that state of lack, mm -hmm. that is what I would find. And we always talk about like, you know, hopefully, hopefully not. But some of our listeners and viewers right now, as you're listening, you may have lost your car keys or house keys, but you don't know it, right? Because you have, it's not, you're not, it's not part of your awareness it. and you're not looking for it. You're not looking for your keys. So you're not going to find them. And the moment you realize, oh, I don't know where my keys are, you begin the search and you find, well, mm -hmm. abundance and anything that you Wealth want attraction, in your life. attraction, the right relationships, mm -hmm. you know, in your more, yeah. I got to I got to direct our listeners and viewers to dreamwithdan.com mm -hmm. dreamwithdan.com in fact uh Dan has on there a an, an intention setting cheat sheet you can just download mm -hmm. this you can work through this I think it's magnificent also don't forget that Dan has a book out it's available on Amazon the money game 
As I told you, he's like my soulmate. We talk about the money <laughs> game all the time. The money. We, we have had a mastermind called the money game we have mastermind. A, yeah, we have a mastermind called the money game mastermind. So sounds like we're going to have to talk to you more. But I've been wearing, so, wearing matching tops as well. I That's know. Right. I saw that. <laughs> I'm out. So So tell us, Dan, how does this translate um, into into this idea of money and wealth? Um, Applying these principles, the four-step process, um, a lot of people, as we said in the beginning, though, they they have difficulty even beginning, even taking Mm -hmm. the first step because Mm -hmm. they have issues around self. Self worth is the biggest thing. Mm-hmm. Whether or not they deserve abundance, um, mm-hmm. and I think from your experience, it sounds like you would have some fantastic insights into that. Because at one point, you didn't think that you even deserved to live. So mm-hmm. from there to now, how do we help our viewers and listeners to overcome the doubts that they may have about themselves and whether or not they should even enter into um, this intention setting? You know. There's a, a principle that people love in my work called micro-shifting. So micro-shifting I define as a consistent series of baby steps made in the direction of a consciously chosen outcome. Mm. So we're, we're taking multiple baby steps. Now, baby steps for me aren't even little steps. It's what I call a minimum deliverable. Anything that I can do without resistance that leads me in the direction of what I want. That could just be doing a Google search. It could just be opening your computer today. It could be buying the journal, not even writing in it something that's in the right direction because when we make a consistent series we get a compound effect of these steps mm-hmm. and they lead us in the right direction now one of the reasons why i find people stay in that space of unworthiness is because they try to take on the whole of the unworthiness in one go mm. or what they'll do is they'll go into i need to understand what happened and all of the things and they dive into it and they end up just polluting their mind with all of the gunk all of the problems all of the things all of the events that could potentially have led to it then there's no new input that's leading to a new outcome. We're just bathing ourselves in the same old, same old. So we're not talking about putting our head in the sand. What we're talking about is creating positive momentum in micro shifts toward worthiness. Worthiness and unworthiness cannot exist in the same space. When we look at the frequency of, 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 of worthiness, unworthiness in terms of brain waves, worthiness is a coherent wave pattern. Unworthiness is an incoherent wave pattern. One of the most beautiful things about the way that waves work is a coherent wave will always consume an incoherent wave. So when you bring in a coherent wave into an incoherent environment, even if it's um, the lesser, like taking up the, le- the least space, it will over time positively pollute the entire environment and bring coherence. So what we invite people to do is to start to cross over this idea of the consumption of incoherence and micro shifts. So starting with what I call check-ins, and which is what I was wanting to dovetail onto what we spoke about earlier, set an alarm so that for 30 to 60 seconds at regular intervals in the day, you just ask yourself, how do I feel right now? Make conscious awareness of how you feel. What am I thinking right now? What are my, my dominant thoughts right now? And then take a moment to just think something positive. Think something that you can be grateful for. Think of something even that you that made you laugh, just something that's coherent. Now, what the coherence is doesn't matter. It could be thinking of someone you love, something you're grateful for, something that made you laugh, made you smile, something made you happy, just anything coherent, 30 to 60 seconds and start to sprinkle that into your day. What's going to happen is that over time, you're going to find that that coherence starts to spread and it's going to start lasting longer. You maybe spend 30 or 60 seconds, 
But for five or 10 minutes after, you still got that coherent frequency. Something will come in and disrupt it. Something will come in and challenge it because that's life and that's okay. But over time, as you start to sprinkle that more and start to build that momentum and start to have more of that in your day, then it will start to last longer until what's going to happen is the dominant space is going to be coherent. And the incoherent times coming, you're going to feel weird. Oh, that was an incoherent feeling. Ugh, I don't like that. And you're actually going to find yourself being called more to the coherence. That is a much more conducive space to work on building and adding on more consciously directed coherent emotions, such as worthiness, such as regular gratitude. So again, rather than trying to take on the whole thing, we want to do it a bit at a time. And we want to just convert the environment that we're holding to more of a coherent one by sprinkling in coherent, uplifting emotions into our day. You're going to then start to find that conversations with people that you're having don't make sense. The people that you're having conversations with don't make sense. Watching the news too much doesn't make sense. What you're reading, what you're listening to, the podcast, and the, you're going to find yourself being called more to uplifting experiences that are going to support this new coherent inner environment. And as you do that, the benefits are going to spread and then you're going to find that unworthiness isn't even something that comes into the picture because there's no space for it. There's no home for it in your life. Wow. So, so powerful. And I think what I love about that, it's really just pushing forward in, like you said, tiny little baby steps with positivity, because mm -hmm. I see that so often when we're working with individuals, especially if they're feeling not worthy, they're all, they're always trying to look backward. What happened mm -hmm. to me? Why do I have mm -hmm. these feelings? How do I resolve the past traumas that I incurred when in mm -hmm. reality, you can't necessarily resolve them anyway. Right. And so mm -hmm. I think a lot of people spend so much time in the past trying mm -hmm. to create positivity in the future instead what i hear you say is we're moving forward with positivity we're disrupting mm -hmm. the now to mm -hmm. create what we're going after and i yeah. love that concept mm -hmm. and the thing that you shifting the thing What's that you find sorry but the thing that you'll yeah. find is that everything that has space and resources to heal you'll find that the resources and space to heal it will sharp now. I can't heal the past in the past. I can right. only heal it now. So the more present I am, the more coherent I am now, the more resource and available I am to even see the opportunities for healing, to actually start the process of forgiveness of self and of others, to move into love instead of fear and doubt and shame and guilt and, blame, uh, guilt and blame. But it can only happen now. Sorry. Oh, to you. So good. Well, you know what people are thinking right now, Dan? Yeah. How I can know. I work? How do I work with Dan? <laughs> <laughs> right? That's exactly what they're thinking. I'm thinking, how can I work with Dan? So, <laughs> let's talk about that. Yeah, tell us, tell us, tell us what, from, from, a, from a personal perspective, uh, the work mm -hmm. that you do, the, the, the blessings that you are bringing to the world, um, people that want to interact with you, how, do they, how can they take those first steps? What should they be doing? Um, I know that what you're talking about is so inspirational. I know our audience. This audience they loves people love like mm -hmm. you. So <laughs> what, do they, what do they need to do if they want to begin to explore a relationship with you? Well, they've taken the first step by coming and listening to this podcast. Mm. Um, the next thing I'd love to see them do is actually start looking at at least introducing one or two of those check-ins into their life. That's what I'd love to see them do. Then if they come over to the website, we've got some great free resources that they can use. And as they explore those free resources, they'll find opportunities to maybe expand that relationship to work with us. But, um, you know, people can, you know, contact us through their website and set up a call to speak with the team. But before doing that, I want people to really have the opportunity to see how these resources can have an impact in their life. Because what that does is it tills the soil 
and prepares them to be in a conducive space to receive what we have to say. You know, not everything's for everybody. For some people, just listening to this conversation may juxtapose with something else that they've had and may be the winning formula for them. But for those that are called, and I really love that I'm abundantly blessed to the point that I don't have to chase every dollar, I don't have to chase every client, I don't have to run people down. I really do believe that the divine has set me up to be in a position whereby those who are called to move into deeper working relationships with us will find a natural resonance and the path will open up. And as that does open up, we'll see what that looks like. But do start with applying something from today. Because I'll tell you what, working with me on a one-on-one -on -one basis doesn't happen with anyone who's not active in our communities and hasn't demonstrated that they're ready to do the work because it's not comfortable. Right. And it's not right. easy. And right. a lot will be demanded of you to go into that space of rebirth into that reminding, that remembrance of the abundant being that you truly are. Now, while that is super important, and I don't want to take away from this that discussion, I want to come back to that, obviously. But I, I got to tell you, um, if if you're comfortable with it, which I would hope that you would be. <laughs> See how he set you up there? <laughs> your, but, but from a business perspective, right? And so all of our listeners... They're, they're in they're entrepreneurs they're, they want to serve people just like you have a passion to serve and you mm -hmm. have a tremendous marketing game right so you have your facebook group your mm -hmm. your instagram your digital marketing is super strong tell us a little bit about that like how you leverage these tools to reach more people um mm -hmm. and how that has also contributed to this blessing for you to be able to share this message mm -hmm. from the uk now in mexico <laughs> and, and reaching people all over the world because that's there's, inspirational. There's, mm -hmm. there's, there's a principle that we teach um, that we created called money DNA. And we found that this is like the dividing line between people who make it and people who don't. And making it isn't financial, by the way. For me, when we're talking about making it, we're talking about being mentally, emotionally, and physically able to hold more money and more abundance in your life. Because there are people that have got a lot of money, but they're burnt out or they've got no love in their life and they're not loving life, right? For me, it's about a seven figure life, not seven figure bank account, right? Mm. That health and that relationship you guys are talking about. So Money DNA explores how you naturally flow with money best. So I don't use ads in my business to sell stuff. I don't. We use ads to share when we're doing the free event. We do ads when we're sharing content. We spend thousands of dollars a month sharing our content with people. That's where our social media following is blown up. I think we've got 80-something thousand on Instagram, 60 or 70,000 on, on the Facebook page because we blast our content in front of people and give them the opportunity to connect with it. Why? Because my money DNA is that I come into spaces, I share my work with an open and giving heart, not expecting anything in return, and people naturally then gravitate in. I don't slide into people's DMs and try and sell them stuff. <laughs> I don't, um, my, my, when I moved into coaching, we built up a six figure business in four and a half months with a 500 person email list. There was no, there was no selling on the email list. There was no DMing. It was when I felt called to share a message, I would share it and then people would gravitate and come in. But that's my money DNA in action. Some people will actually be better off sliding into people's DMs and sharing with them in a aligned way. There's nothing wrong with that. It's not my gig. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we've got higher ticket stuff. We've got 40K stuff, 25K stuff, 15K stuff. We've got that kind of stuff. But again, even those offers, when they go out to people, I generally don't have to chase them down. They're naturally in our community and they ask, hey, this is the challenge I've got. They demonstrate that they're ready to do the work. And then we say, well, these are the different options that you've got. And then we progress from there. So leveraging, here's the thing. When you're in alignment, 
anything can work. When you're out of alignment, nothing will work. Mm. Alignment demands that you know yourself, how you groove, how you tick, and where your natural flow with money comes from. Like I said, for me, it's going out, sharing, serving without expecting anything in return. And then people gravitate, come in, and we do six figures a month in our business quite comfortably without needing to chase people down uh, and to, hey, buy my stuff, buy my stuff. That's icky for me. I don't want to do that. But that was a test. And I want, <laughs> no, and I want everybody to notice um, because one, um, it's a podcast guest. It's not like that we're, we're best friends and we're having, um, you know, this conversation over, you know, an old fashioned or over a meal. <laughs> <laughs> it's, 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 it, it's, it's a public facing thing. And I want everybody to notice the comfort and the ease with which Dan is able to speak about money. He wasn't like, well, we have some like higher end offerings right. that are more expensive. Like he was very comfortable. Like, you know, we have 40,000, 20,000, $15,000 offers. Mm -hmm. And again, because he is in alignment. And I think, look, if you could just replay that as a, as a viewer and listener, if you had just replayed the comfort and ease with which he was able to discuss that so many people are uncomfortable with money, uncomfortable with charging, mm -hmm. uncomfortable with the topic. And I, mm -hmm. I strongly encourage everybody to rewatch that section because yeah. that was a, a true lesson in what is possible. Right. And I also want to remind people because it's not like Dan's story is like, Oh, I've always been like that. He has become that by releasing that inside of him by leveraging these tools. Um, the, the, the book is called money game. It's available on Amazon dream with Dan.com. Tons of free resources. Tons of re re free resources. I have a feeling, though, that we're going to probably do some more work with Dan in the future. I think future. we're going to see him again. Anything mm -hmm. that we miss, Dan, that you just feel like, <laughs> hey, I wanted to make sure that um, everybody um, captured from this from this time together? I just want to, first of all, thank you so much. And I'd very much love to create with you guys again. This has been amazing. Um, but just to dovetail on what you said, it's even being comfortable speaking about things wasn't always there. But do you know where it came from? When someone reminded me that when I'm in business, I'm not in business to take money from people. I'm in business to serve them. Mm -hmm. And when I'm creating space for an exchange of energy with them, I'm actually liberating them from pain. Mm -hmm. And in the face of that exchange, when I'm having a quote unquote sales conversation, there's nothing salesy about it. It's, do I believe that I can serve you? Yes. Will I be in integrity and serve you to the highest level? Yes. Am I taking less in financial value that I'm going to deliver you in life value? Yes. Am I going to liberate you from pain? Yes. Then go. If you are in integrity with what you are sharing, quit being a little punk, quit disrespecting the divine who gave you these gifts to share with people, mm -hmm. go out there and share it and accept the abundance that God is giving you through that exchange. Beautifully said. Well, this is this mic's too expensive to drop it, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> we could drop the mic there. Oh my gosh, Dan! Thank you so much for being with us. What a blessing to everybody who was able to um, view the podcast or listen to this um, interview with you. I am positive that people are going to be checking out more of your work, and I'm positive that we are we'll be reaching out to you and see how we can further collaborate. Lacey and I, 100%. one of our core values is we value long-term relationships. And every now and then we come across somebody in this, in this medium. And, you know, you just know right away that this is something that can make a major impact on a lot of people's lives. And so, um, you know, we, we also have to have a commitment um, on both sides of, of the fence to fulfill that. Right. So if mm -hmm. there's a, a calling to do that, it's worth exploring to see how we can 100%. further make a splash 100%. in the world.
Thank you so much, Dan. Hey, listen, everybody, make sure that you check out Dan's stuff. You, we promise you, you will not be disappointed. This is just a small glimpse into what um, this phenomenal man has to offer the world. And we strongly encourage you to check out his work. You will be um, greatly benefited. Even if you just are looking from the periphery and you want to indulge in the free resources he's putting out, you have no option other than to improve your life. And so I strongly, strongly encourage you to do so. Anything else? Nope. All right, everybody, we'll be back again next week with a brand new episode of the None of Your Business podcast. Make sure that you subscribe because we might, if we get lucky, have more guests like Dan coming on (laughs) and you will want to know um, when we have our guests and our podcast release. Make sure that you leave us a review. Let us know what you think about Dan, but more importantly, make sure that you connect with him um, so that your life can be changed. I've never heard of anybody whose life was radically changed by listening to a podcast while doing cardio. You have to take the next step. You have to do the next logical thing in order to get on those micro shifts, those little steps towards improving life. Until next week, we'll see you then.